1: It makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. There's a lot of news to cover tonight. The rising tensions with Russia as President Biden is forced to clean up his comments about an invasion into Ukraine. Plus our visit to the White House to speak with President Biden's chief of staff. Year two of the Biden presidency starts with a clarification from the president.
3: Any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border That is an invasion.
1: Did President Biden give a green light to Putin to invade Ukraine? We put tough questions to the president's chief of staff. We're reporting from inside Ukraine tonight with new pictures of Russian troops amassing on the border. The new weapons the U.S. is sending to deter Putin. New Trump investigation. A prosecutor in Georgia asks a special grand jury to find out if the 45th president tried to change the results.
2: Fellas, I need 11,000 votes.
1: Plus, why Congress wants to speak to Ivanka Trump. Arctic blast, frigid temperatures, snow, and freezing rain expected from Texas to Virginia. Are you one of the millions of Americans preparing for the bitter winter weather? COVID vaccine for young kids? The news tonight from Dr. Fauci about when children under five might be able to get a shot. The great outdoors, the program helping America's children and their mental health. And a really great story tonight honoring America's greatest generation with a new tribute to the Tuskegee Airmen.
0: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital.
1: Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with year one of the Biden administration and the challenges that lie ahead for year two from rising inflation and congressional gridlock to a still surging pandemic and the Russia Ukraine crisis. Despite some early legislative wins, such as passage of the bipartisan infrastructure package and record job creation, the president has recently come up short on several of his biggest priorities. Last night, the president suffered his latest legislative defeat with the voting rights bill after Senate Democrats failed to make changes to the filibuster rule. Meanwhile, members of the administration spent most of today trying to explain comments President Biden made about Russian aggression towards Ukraine during yesterday's marathon news conference. The president heads into year two with the majority of the country thinking the nation is headed in the wrong direction. So what can he do to right the ship? CBS's Nancy Cordes joins us now from the White House. Good evening, Nancy.
4: Good evening, Nora. Well, poll numbers like those have prompted something of a rethink here at the White House about how the president should approach year two. It could involve scaling back some of his biggest goals and spending more time reassuring Americans about challenges like COVID, inflation and Russian aggression.
3: Any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border, that is an
5: invasion.
4: President Biden started his second year in office today with a clarification after suggesting yesterday that he might let a small attack on Ukraine slide.
3: It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having to fight about what to do and not do, etc.
4: On this one-year anniversary, the White House is touting an unemployment rate that has plummeted to 3.9%, a vaccination rate that has risen to 63 percent. And yet the president's huge social spending bill is stalled in the Senate and his voting rights bill was defeated last night. At his press conference yesterday, Mr. Biden made waves when he appeared to question the integrity of the upcoming midterm elections.
3: I'm not saying it's going to be legit.
4: That prompted another clarification. Uh, he was not intending to cast doubt on the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Republicans marked this one-year anniversary with a list of everything that's gone wrong.
2: The Afghanistan withdrawal was truly a disaster.
6: Inflation is the highest it has been.
4: In 40 years.
7: Long lines, empty shelves.
4: All that is taking a toll. A new AP poll finds just 28% of Americans currently want Mr. Biden to run again in 2024.
3: I thought he would be doing better at this point.
4: Andrew Lupovitz Uh, is a marketing executive and Biden supporter from Grapevine, Texas. He thinks Mr. Biden tried to do a little too much in year one.
3: I think it was very ambitious and I don't have anything against ambition, but I think I think reality got in the way.
4: You think he bit off more than he could chew? I think so. The White House appears to have heard that message because the president is already openly musing about ways that he could break down his signature $2 trillion Build Back Better social spending bill into more manageable chunks that might have a better chance of passing in Congress.
1: Nora. Nancy, thanks. And we went to the White House today to ask President Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, about that and rising tensions with Russia and whether those economic threats against Putin are working. President Biden said of the Russian president, my guess is he will move into Ukraine. Does U.S. intelligence support that?
7: Uh, I think we're quite concerned about it. And what the president was doing uh, yesterday and again today when he reiterated it was making it very clear that if President Putin makes this mistake, if he brings these assembled troops he has across the border into Ukraine, there will be severe consequences, economic consequences from the United States and our NATO
1: allies. The president keeps threatening historic consequences, but Ukraine is surrounded. There are Russian amphibious ships uh, headed there. Does this threat work? It doesn't seem like it's a threat to Putin.
7: Well, I think it is a threat. Uh, I think we'll see what happens, what President Putin decides. If he violates these international norms, if he upsets uh, the regime that's existed in Europe for decades now of respecting international borders, if he does that, the consequences will be severe. And the pain, the consequences for Russia will be severe. Uh, We can make uh, President Putin, make the regime in Russia pay a price for this action if that's what he does.
1: Does paying a price include personally sanctioning President Putin?
7: Well, I'm going to let the president uh, and our national security team lay out those sanctions uh, at the appropriate time. But I think nothing on the economic side is off the table and uh, the consequences will be uh, quite severe for the Russian regime.
1: Including for President Putin himself?
7: Again, I'm not going to get ahead of our announcement on these sanctions. Uh, We're going to take it at the appropriate time.
1: There are other types of very aggressive moves, cyber attacks, um, other aggressive acts. Would those also be met with severe consequences?
7: Obviously, those are different than a military invasion. The consequences will be different, uh, but they will be met with appropriate and uh, harsh consequences.
1: I want to ask you about the weekly job numbers that are out today. uh, Americans collecting unemployment is up for the third week in a row? Does that concern you? Well, I
7: think we always see it go up a little bit after New Year's. People uh, get let go from seasonal jobs. What we know is, first of all, it's still at a historically low level. The unemployment rate's down to 3.9%. It's the fastest one-year drop in the history of this country. So the job market is very, very strong.
1: The president conceded build back better is going to have to change. It may be broken up in chunks. So is build back better now, build back smaller?
7: (laughs) Well, I think Build Back Better is about delivering the relief the American people need. The things the president was talking about yesterday. The cost of child care is too high. The cost of elder care is too high. The cost of prescription drugs is too high. Yeah, but you can't get all that done.
1: You've already learned that. So you think you can get climate change. The president said climate change. So can you also get the child care and universal pre-K?
7: We think we can. We think we can get these key elements passed by the Senate. They've passed the House. We need to get them through the Senate obviously it's not done till it's done. Ron Klein, thank you. Thank you, I Appreciate it.
1: Well, the Ukrainians themselves weren't happy with President Biden's comments. President Zelensky had a pointed tweet today saying, quote, there are no minor incursions, just as there are no minor casualties. CBS's Holly Williams is in Ukraine, where tensions are reaching a critical level.
5: It's bigger than a conflict between two countries. It's bigger
8: than Russia and NATO. With new satellite images showing the roughly 100,000 Russian troops massed on Ukraine's border, in Berlin today, the Secretary of State promised a swift, severe response if Russia invades.
5: It may seem like a distant regional dispute or yet another example of Russian bullying, but at stake again are principles that have made the world safer.
8: Russia claims it's threatened by aggression from the West and it's demanding security guarantees to defuse this crisis, including a ban on Ukraine joining NATO. That's something the U.S. says it will never agree to. Russia says it has no plans to invade Ukraine, while some believe Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, is playing a high-stakes game of brinkmanship, ratcheting up tensions to extract concessions from the U.S. and its allies. But in Ukraine's capital, Kiev, they're prepared for a Russian attack with renovated bomb shelters like this one. And they're already fighting a Russian-backed rebellion in the country's east, a conflict raging for over seven years that's killed more than 14,000 people. We were in the trenches this month with Ukrainian forces trained and equipped by the US. They're in little doubt about Russia's intentions. A very big possibility. A very big possibility that the Russians will invade. Yes, yes. The U.S. has now authorized its allies here in Europe to transfer American-made anti-tank and anti-aircraft weapons to Ukraine. Secretary Blinken will meet with Russia's foreign minister tomorrow in Geneva. Nora.
1: Those weapons are a big deal, Holly Williams. Thank you. Congressional investigators are zeroing in on why President Trump didn't stop the mob on January 6th. Today, they asked to speak to Ivanka Trump. She's one of the people who asked her father to call off the rioters. We get more now from CBS's Scott McFarlane.
5: One year to the day after Donald Trump departed the White House, his daughter Ivanka has been asked to come back to Washington. The January 6th committee wants to know exactly what Ivanka Trump heard in the Oval Office when her father spoke with Mike Pence by phone that morning, urging him to block certification of President Biden's win and what she may have done to stop him.
2: We have testimony from other witnesses that Ms. Trump was sent in uh, to persuade her father uh, to issue a statement to try and call
0: off the riot we'd like to know more about that can we vote on whether
5: the committee has information the former president recorded outtakes of his so january 6th so video evil. message to rioters in which he did not ask them to leave but go home and go home in peace a spokesperson for ivanka trump did not address that claim or whether she would comply writing as she publicly stated that day at 3:15 pm any security breach or disrespect to our law enforcement is unacceptable New text messages released from January 7th show Fox News host Sean Hannity giving White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany tips for the president. No more stolen election talk. No more crazy people. Yes, 100 percent, she responds. Also today, more potential trouble for the former president. A prosecutor in Atlanta has requested a special grand jury to investigate whether Mr. Trump tried to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia. Nora?
1: Scott McFarland, thank you. Much of the country is preparing for an Arctic blast, bringing frigid temperatures, snow and freezing rain. Let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from the Weather Channel's global headquarters. Good evening, Mike. So I know the storms widespread stretches from Texas to the Carolinas up to Virginia. How much snow are we talking about?
3: Good evening, Nora. We definitely have an impactful winter storm on the way and in places where we don't typically get a lot of winter weather. Here in our state-of-the-art virtual studio, we can give you an idea of what it will look like in a place like Norfolk, Virginia. But showing you that forecast coming in uh, tomorrow afternoon with the heaviest snowfall tomorrow evening, not to mention a very strong wind in Norfolk here. So accumulating snow and hazardous travel and potentially even some power outages. We have ice storm warnings, winter storm warnings, winter storm watches and they extend all the way down to South Texas, one of the bigger issues we may deal with in South Texas is ice, damaging ice anticipated here. And again, awful travel in these locations, dangerous conditions across the Carolinas as well. We could get ice all the way down to the beaches. Charleston anticipating ice, heavier ice around Myrtle Beach, up through coastal North Carolina. That includes Wilmington. Then there's the snow at times heavy, could include Virginia Beach and Norfolk. And then snow accumulating one to three inches from Raleigh back down toward Columbia. For all these places, Nora, really tough travel conditions and dangerous areas where we could see power outages as well.
1: Mike Bettis, thank you. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the FDA could authorize the Pfizer vaccine for kids under five in the next month. This comes as doctors are reporting a surge in cases among children. Nearly a million child cases were reported in just the past week. That's four times the peak of last winter's surge. On average, more than 900 kids per day admitted to the hospital test positive for COVID. The U.S. surgeon general has declared a youth mental health crisis that's been made worse by the pandemic caused lockdowns and remote learning. Today's ION America explores a program helping young people cope inside by taking them outdoors. CBS's Jan Crawford reports.
6: Denae Sullivan didn't always think the great outdoors were so great.
9: I didn't really like going outside because I didn't like bugs. But? So like, I really was terrified of things flying on me. Adios.
6: Kyla Jackson says she used to like the great indoors. I was homebody. But for the past six years, Denae and Kyla have participated in City Kids, a program that works to empower children and teens by connecting them with nature.
9: For me, it reveals stress. Like me being outside, like try not to worry about things. In nature, like you can just go away for yourself.
6: But after a year of pandemic lockdowns, City Kids has seen the impact. I'm talking, you know, anxiety, uh, depression. Paige McLaughlin is program manager for City Kids. They're losing like social skills and communication skills because they are locked up inside. In D.C., the message to kids was don't go outside. It's unfortunate because um, the outdoors is is so healing. The healing powers of nature are well documented. Blood pressure, diabetes, attention deficit disorder, all improve with some time outside. But most kids aren't getting it. Studies show kids spend only four to seven minutes a day of unstructured playtime outside versus some seven and a half hours on electronic media. The lockdowns made it worse.
9: I wasn't even able to try to do things because the pandemic was so hard. I even cried at my home because it was, yeah, I cried because like city kids, it brings a lot of stress
6: off. And now as they get ready to head out to college, they see the struggle of stepping back out into the world. Going back to your
9: normal routine, has been really hard. And it became stressful because it's like we're used to being virtual, being at home, being at home, being by yourself, not really doing anything.
6: But they know the answer is right outside. You see the happiness return. You see them ready to try anything. It's really important what we're doing now because we see the healing that's happening with our children when we are able to do outdoor activities. So it's like they come outside and it's like a switch. Exactly. It, it literally
1: is a switch. Three.
6: For Eye on America, Jan Crawford, Sandy Spring, Maryland.
1: The CIA has determined that most cases of Havana syndrome were not caused by foreign attacks on U.S. diplomats and spies. About 1,000 mysterious illnesses have been reported in recent years with symptoms including migraines, nausea, memory lapses, and dizziness. In a preliminary report, the CIA says the symptoms can be explained by environmental causes, undiagnosed medical conditions, or stress. Well, tonight, a 19-year-old pilot is inspiring a new generation of women to fly. Zara Rutherford set a world record today as the youngest woman to fly solo around the world. Her five-month, 32,000-mile trip took longer than expected because of weather, visa, and equipment issues. She says if you don't try and see how high you can fly, then you'll never know. That's pretty impressive. Members of the all-black Tuskegee Airmen are some of the most highly decorated military pilots in our nation's history. But there was one honor that was overlooked for more than 70 years, until now. CBS's David Martin has the story.
2: It was the first Top Gun contest, held in 1949, a gunnery competition among pilots from across the Air Force, won by a team from the famed all-black Tuskegee Airmen even though the record book listed the winner as unknown. They knew who won, but they just didn't want to recognize us. Retired (laughs) Lieutenant Colonel James Harvey is 98 years old, but it's easy to still see the fighter pilot who was part of that winning team. Here he is with the trophy. What happened to the trophy? Well, it mysteriously got lost. Until 2005, when a historian found it in storage at an Air Force museum. She says, why isn't this on display? And the guy said, we can't display everything, but this item will never be on display. It's on display now, and last week, a plaque commemorating the first top guns was unveiled at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada, where that original competition was held. What does it mean to you? It means an awful lot. We proved that we were the best. Okay, let's show it. Nearly 73 years later, mission accomplished been a life mission. (laughs) David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon.
1: I got the chills watching that story. I'm so glad they're getting the recognition they deserve. Well, tomorrow on CBS Evening News, it's Friday. So Steve Hartman's got his on the road with the story of how a small town's volunteer EMS was on the verge of shutting down until an unlikely group answered the call. Can't wait to see that. And if you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That was tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey.